0: What do you prefer people call you, and what are your pronouns?
1: Uh, You can call me Brendan. It's Brendan Patrick McGlynn, and you can use he, him. Lead, follow, or switch? I primarily lead. I probably have to choose to follow, but I love following the follow. I would like my dancing to always have a flow to it, and uh, I prefer to flow between the two rather than switching between the two. How long have you been dancing? I think I started dancing when I was like four years old and I started partnering at nine and I started uh, doing international folk dance in college. And, uh, I've been loving it ever since.
0: What are your primary dance styles?
1: If you go back in time, Mm -hmm. I like uh, Lindy, Salsa, Blues, Zouk, anything under the sun.
0: Have you studied any other dances?
1: Oh, sure. Like uh, I said, I was in this uh, folk dance troupe. Mm -hmm. I was in a Bhangra dancing uh, Indian dance troupe for a while. Anything you can throw at me, I'd
0: love to try. How would you define dancing?
1: Memorable movement. Movement that means something to you. Mm. That's a good one. What do
0: you love about dancing?
1: It's expressive for times when I'd rather not use words or don't have the words.
0: Have you ever fallen out of love with dance
1: no but every now and then you get bored of it and uh then you discover new things that uh, were unknown to you Mm
0: -hmm. before that what do you think is important about dancing
1: getting people to calm down Mm. and uh be more of themselves get in their bodies we're a lot in our heads necessarily Mm -hmm. So these days, and uh, we need to rebalance that by acting out, emoting, connecting, all that. Mm -hmm.
0: How did you find out about fusion dancing?
1: It depends how far back you want to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely when the the R&B style dancers would wink at each other knowingly Mm -hmm. that, We were in a blues dance with no blues, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually the scene woke up to that. And uh, that's probably when fusion became Mm self-aware, but my uh, family dances. So going back, I would say jazz in its time was a fusion dance Mm -hmm. of black and white styles. Mm -hmm. And I think that was my grandparents' dance. And they taught it. Mm -hmm. And then my parents danced to like soul music, right? And that was kind of like a fusion of sacred and profane, you know, Mm -hmm. gospel and stuff. And then I took these habits of doing partnering to R&B music when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And we would go clubbing and and there was a lot of blues movement in the clubs, Mm -hmm to more modern music. And so there was this blending of bodily inflection and then and the desire to dance with someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was this really cool mixing that happened naturally. And I think from that party scene, it was a mix of music and styles. Eventually it turned into what we know as fusion today.
0: Oh, and then Have you ever been involved in organizing, teaching, or DJing fusion dancing?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, if you go way back in uh, the late 90s, you know, we were organizing partner dances in Mm -hmm. people's houses, apartments. And so we would definitely be playing a mix of musics and styles. And that was fusion under a different name. Mm -hmm. People just were tired of lindy all day long and they wanted something slower. Mm -hmm. And it was bluesy, but not blues often. Mm And so starting from then, you know, over time in and out, I'd be wanting to help the scene without burning myself out. Yeah. And then, you know, it changed, you know, and over time, like around 03, 04, I think the music and the dancing started really opening up Mm -hmm. and, and people realized, oh, wait, this wasn't traditional Lindy. This wasn't traditional blues as people knew it at the time, it was something different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think already by then fusion aesthetic had already formed. Mm-hmm.
0: What else have you organized, if anything, or taught you did in the fu- in goes fusion
1: way back in college, we would do international dance programs and monthly we would embrace another culture and teach people to do the dance. Mm-hmm. After learning it ourselves. Here in New York, I was teaching at several dance schools. I was teaching Lindy. Mm-hmm. And this would be at formal ballroom studios. And uh, they would let the street style dancers teach whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I loved being able to go in there and improv and call it a dance move and then and share that with everyone. Yeah. I would also teach at several of the universities through the years. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole contingent of so-called blues dancers from a certain era that danced the style of, let's say, R&B that yeah. I actually grew up dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little different than what they do now. What inspired you to start teaching dance? Just wanting to share it, more people to dance with. When I came to New York from Virginia, mm-hmm. I started taking lessons with the specific mm-hmm purpose to draw people out to dance to the live music in the bars. Mm. That's what, that was where my comfort zone was. And, uh, so lo and behold people eventually followed. (laughs) What do you think fusion dancing is? I think fusion dancing is anytime people dance without a syllabus or without an agenda, but I don't think that's fusing. I think fusing is different and you could fusion dance all night, and never connect with yourself or another person. You can still blow off steam, but to fuse you have to reach out to that person Mm -hmm. in style and in intention and actually find a middle ground. And, And for me that came out of having grown up swing dancing and having danced with a lot of the Savoy dancers up in Harlem, they never said swing dance unless they were talking to a kid. It was swinging, that kid swings, Mm -hmm. they would use it. And so it was something you did, a way you did it, not a step you did. And if you ask people from outside the fusion scene to talk about, identify it, they could definitely identify a fusion dancer. But I think just as there is swing dancing and swinging, there is also fusion dancing and fusing. And Mm. so I'd like more people to fuse. What do you love about fusion dancing? Oh, well, I get to do whatever I want, mm-hmm. you know, and I get to use all my uh, inspiration in the moment and the history and inspiration from the music. Yeah, I uh, definitely want to use everything the songs give us. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything you wish was different about fusion dancing?
1: Well, I think there are places that it could go that I'd appreciate. Mm-hmm. I mentioned people, some of think of lead follow switching as an on off switch, and I'd like it to be a a flow of momentum and intention. So I think we could go there. I think we could go more into deeper embraces and more expansive dancing, you know, instead of a middle ground right now, post pandemic, a lot of people were afraid to embrace and I I wanna get more of that going on. Mm -hmm.
0: What is important to you about fusion dancing?
1: Well, this day and age, the workshop series I'm doing right now, we're finding a lot of people who are just coming back to dance, walking in with a lot of anxiety, apprehension, wariness, awkwardness that wasn't there prior to the pandemic, and so we have to get people loosened up again, Mm -hmm. comfortable and confident and and able to express themselves. Have you heard of Fusion Mm -hmm. Exchange? It's the name of an exchange. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, okay. Could you tell me?
0: Yeah. So it ran for seven years. Uh, ran by Ivy Gray and Cameron.
1: Oh, under, yeah.
0: yeah. The Fusion Exchange. Not Afusion. Yeah. Yeah. The last one was in Denver. Yeah, but that yeah. was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> did you go to one? Yes. Oh, okay. So yes. You have. <laughs> that was a blast. Yes. So, how would you describe it?
1: Scabies Fest. <laughs> <laughs> But worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was, it was a, like a sampling a, a buffet of different styles from around the country. It was eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It was challenging. It was a, a blast. I loved it.
0: Okay. Have you heard of City in Motion? No. Tell me. So that was my event.
1: Oh, great. But I'm
0: curious, like, how much it echoed. Yes. So. Out. Yeah, so that was in San Diego. San Diego. Twice a year. Mm-hmm. So I had a summer and a January event, which I started after Fusion Exchange had stopped.
1: Good good for you. I'm yeah. glad you did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I asked people, so I'm curious, like, how much did it echo out? Mm-hmm. Granted, I mm-hmm. only ran it for, I did five events, but in three years. Mm-hmm. So it was short-ish. As I have far as, like, uh,
1: friends in San Diego now mm-hmm. who are from the New York scene. Mm-hmm. Adriana Arcia is out there, mm-hmm. and... She would love to hear more about it. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm debating bringing it back, but we'll see. <laughs> it's a lot of work.
1: Yes, it um, is.
0: What are some of your favorite memories from fusion
1: dancing? Oh, just crazy stuff like dancing in the rain, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just pulling off moves you could only do once in a decade, mm-hmm. and it, to the, the moment happens, and it's just it's magical. Love it.
0: How has dancing helped you?
1: Well, it's it's introduced me to so many friends and lovers Mm -hmm. and musicians and uh, styles of everything. It's it's a great uh, icebreaker. I'm doing this program uh, where we pearl, uh, which is where you do kind of performative community building dance in public and so we're interested in activating a space that we walk into and you can turn something cold and dead into something lively and warm and moving and active Mm -hmm. and uh i just like to spread the warmth of partner dance everywhere and hopefully it continues
0: how has dancing changed you
1: I've been dancing forever, so it, it's changed with me. Mm-hmm. Like as I pick up new things, I find new ways of connecting, and new ways of uh, understanding my own body. Mm-hmm. I always was interested in listening to my partner. So doing their dance, I think, is really important to me. So by listening to them, I, I think it helps me to learn something from them.
0: Have you practiced martial arts?
1: Sure, sure. I did a lot of impactful kinds, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Ishiru, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, a lot of wild wrestling, mm-hmm. British Bulldog, which is a melee style mm-hmm. r- wrestling thing, and then uh, Capoeira. And in the dancing, helps my Capoeira mm-hmm. strangely enough, because it's not about getting there first, mm-hmm. and first encountering that art form, I thought I had to tag the guy first. I had to evade the guy faster. And I realized, wait, no, we're dancing. (laughs) Yeah, It's a partnered thing. What do you find similar between martial arts and dancing? It's a desire of of physical people to use their bodies. Not everybody is comfortable with that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And as I try to share dance, I have to realize that not everybody is finds that enjoyable. Yeah. It's anxiety-inducing, uh, right, mm-hmm. to some people. It's a way of connecting. I used to teach at a studio that was a martial arts salon and uh, we started working with the martial artists and they, it blew their minds because they had never felt in their bodies before until they moved with intention of expressing themselves rather than just with aggression. And they developed their own style of pugilistic therapy where they would bang on each other and talk about their fathers and talk about an emotional explosion. It was mind blowing for them.
0: Would you say martial arts improved your dancing?
1: Wrestling, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I used the wrestling I did as a teenager Mm -hmm. all the time. It's just moving someone's center, Mm -hmm. you know, through the air or or through space. I, knowing how to get in there, right? Mm -hmm. As a wrestler, you want to shoot in there. You can do the same thing as a lead or even just running in to follow someone.
0: What do you think makes a great fusion DJ?
1: For me, it helps to have enough on the table, Mm -hmm that you can read the crowd just as I would a single partner Mm -hmm. and go, okay, where's these people's happy place? Let's give them a little of that, get them moving, and then see how we can stretch their boundaries a little bit Mm -hmm. in a comfortable way where they end up having an experience Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't get, I think, in other more established regimented dance forms. Mm
0: -hmm. What's a song you can't stop dancing to lately?
1: One that uh, keeps me going through the day is When I'm In Your Arms by Cleo Soul. Mm-hmm. And it's just got a great groove, great lyrical intent and delivery. And uh, it just keeps me grooving. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you remember your first favorite fusion song?
1: Well, like I said, with these different life experience, mm-hmm. I had them in jazz mm-hmm. and in... R and B. And, uh, one transformative one was soul serenade by King Curtis. And, uh, I'd be just dancing up in Harlem to the Harlem Renaissance orchestra with this lovely old lady in my arms. Mm -hmm. And we were just chill. We just relaxed into it. And it wasn't Lindy. And I didn't know if you could put a name onto it. (laughs) If I had to, I would say it's grinding. (laughs) And there's a lot of beautiful blues movement in old school grinding. It's got a flow and it's got great lyricism. And with that sort of sharing of the space, it opened up my dance to a whole new world. And then... Like I said, the, the fusion scene woke itself up to its own distinctness. And there were many songs through the years, but I think, uh, you could say that once tessellate hit, (laughs) it was all over and in the scenes here in New York split. Tessellate the song. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The
0: Ellie Golding song or L. J. L. J.
1: Yeah. It. It mm-hmm. was like no one could deny the fact that the scenes had taken it. Mm-hmm. It had taken a turn mm-hmm. away from um, bluesiness, let's mm-hmm. say, into something that was very distinctive and emotive of where the fusion scene mm-hmm. was. Right. Mm-hmm. It was. It's definitely got a different vibe, and and I love it because. It can be of our era. And that's, I think what I like about Fusion also is it is our jitterbug. Uh I grew up with jitterbug. It expresses the moment, expresses our worldview, the way we relate to each other, the music we listen to, the weird strange shapes we make. And it it will change again. It's Uh changed several times and it will again. Uh
0: What were some of your favorite regular or annual events like local events or national events? Or...
1: It changes over time, uh-huh. but, um, you know, here in New York, Motley Hugh was a great one while well, we had flower in town. Uh-huh. She's taken that abroad and good on her, but we're not just beholden to fusion dance uh-huh. events. I, I really love the dance parade. It started, Years ago, we were protesting the cabaret laws in New York. Mm-hmm. They were making it difficult to dance in bars. I, I was asked to sit so many times in the 90s that I, my friends bought me a T-shirt. So <laughs> dancing is not a crime. So we protested. When we lost the protest permit, we got a parade permit. And so the dance parade now is very joyous. It's not angry anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can do some great dancing there. I like the Soul Summit. That's a house music festival out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. killer. thousands of people show up, great dancing, partnered hustle or solo house music dancing. I like uh, the mermaid day parade. Got a lot of great street style brass bands. You can follow them down the street, rock out to them. So New York has a lot to offer.
0: So tell me more about protesting the cabaret laws.
1: It was an old law (laughs) from the 20s. It was very racist and classist, Mm -hmm. and they could shut down any club that couldn't pay the dues to the city. If you were just listening to low-class music in a low-class environment, they could shut you down whenever they wanted. And after, it must have been 70 years, Mayor Giuliani brought it back in order to maintain control. They were losing control of the dance club scene, Mm -hmm. which were incredible and incredibly dangerous at the same time. (laughs) So they decided to enforce that law instead of other laws, like drug laws and capacity. Again, it was racist and classist. Mm -hmm. So people started protesting and didn't work. Then the next mayor came in, Bloomberg, Uh and he was very opinionated and sure of himself. People would protest in front of his mansion because he didn't need the governor's mansion. He had his own. (laughs) That went on. And over the years, it's interesting, the cabaret laws were protested by the likes of like, say, uh, Sinatra Uh and all sorts of jazz musicians like Billie Holiday. They all had issues with it being legitimate performers over time the jazz musicians sued and got the right to express themselves burlesque dancers got the sued and got the right to take off their clothes for money and express themselves. The partner dancers and solo dancers sued in about the, I guess the early two thousands. And we fucking lost the right to express ourselves. And it went as far as it could go. I guess NYC, ACLU for New York sued and really did their best. But having lost that legally, we had to uh, win it politically. Mm -hmm. And when political cultures changed with Black Lives Matter movements and all these changes in our society, finally they figured out how inappropriate and unfair if this was for people to not be allowed to, to have control of their whole own body and so we went to city hall spoke on behalf of lindy hoppers fusion dancers uh, partner dancers they were people from all walks of dance life mm-hmm. and everybody spoke very eloquently and then right in the Chambers, we had a dance party. <laughs> Did
0: they stop you guys, or was it movie-esque where you just were allowed yeah. to finish the song? Or?
1: Well, for other solo dancers, you could get away with a lot more. Mm. For that kind of acrobatic uh, partner dance that I like to do, we had to get it in and out really yeah. quickly.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. So somewhere out there, I have a speech, you know, on... Mm-hmm. In the public record. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. How long was the speech? I guess we all must have had five or 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of great people from the, all the partner dance scenes spoke up, including some people who had been in the Lindy and Latin scenes for a long time. I think it was, it was the do it yourself club scene out in Brooklyn Uh who had had enough of it. And they got together with some people of means in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and then right, yeah, the entrepreneurs, club kids in Brooklyn, and then the Latin scene in Queens, right? Who could kind of claim some sort of cultural legitimacy? And between those resources, politically, monetarily, historically, yeah. they got it done with the politicians. They supported yeah. us in the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for making the time Mm -hmm. and thanks for sharing.
1: My pleasure.